Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our friends at iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, as well as Blog Talk Radio. We're glad you all could be with us as well. We're excited to welcome best-selling author Katie Seitz to our program today. Katie's celebrating her brand-new book called The Break. We'll talk to her not only about the early response to it, but also what it's been like for her to share this cast of characters with the world and to see the response. Katie, hello to you, and welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and all of your listeners. I appreciate that, Katie. Well, look, you've done it again with another great book. I mean, you have been one of these people who have been able to write for a, a, a wide variety of audiences, uh, but also, I think, to kind of keep us guessing with each book. So what has it been like for you to see the early response to the break already? I'm pretty excited. I mean, one of the best things that people can say is that they couldn't put it down. That's just still still my favorite thing to read when readers say that. And they've, they've said that about this book, which makes me really, really, you know, just happy. I feel like I did my job when, I, when I've entertained them for, you know, five, seven hours. And people are really surprised by, um, you know, who did it, which is also I, I always like to throw people for a loop, you know, make it believable enough that they, that they go along with it, but that they're really taken aback and surprised. So I felt pretty happy when I saw these these early reviews. Yeah. And, Katie, one thing that you have done really well is that um, you have been able to perfectly showcase imperfect individuals, and I think that's what makes your book so easy to connect with. I mean, you've done it with other work for sure, uh, definitely when we're talking about what you've done for, for young audiences, but also for adults. It definitely comes through in the break. Do you think that's part of the connection, especially because this book is written in first person that we have, because we know what it's like not to always get things right and to do, as we see the, the main character say, you know, what have I done? We've all asked ourselves that question. So do you think that's part of the connection your readers feel? Maybe, yeah, and I, I, I like the way you put it. I, I hope that's part of it because I think it frees us a little bit to, to know that when you do get stuck in something or you've been, you know, unperfect, that there's, you know, with some, at least with these characters, they sort of can still go through these hard things being imperfect and still try to find the good. There's always sort of an element of hope in the book. I'm a pretty hopeful yeah. person, and so I think that I do like to explore the darker stuff and, and all the things that can, you know, some of the things that can go wrong. And in, in this book, as you know, it's, it's really this, this mystery, but it's set against the backdrop of, of postpartum emotional health yeah. and how hard that postpartum period can be. And so I thought that felt like very ripe writing ground because, you know, here my main character would have this new baby who she just loves more than anything, but she's so scared that something will go wrong and she has this feeling of dread and anxiety that something is really wrong. And then she has to, when her, you know, beloved babysitter disappears, she has to then put her mind back together to get to the bottom of what's happened to her sitter. And that's what I love about the title, even, and I saw it even as the book unfolded, Katie, because the break can definitely refer to a lot of things. For one, of course, as you, as you talk about mental health, mental well-being, but also um, the break in the mystery, and I think even the break in relationships. So what was that like for you to play with as you kind of were writing the book? And, in, you know, the other definition, I thought those three I love, and also the idea that June was looking for her big break. Like, I liked that she was she arrived mm, yeah. in New York City, you know, young and wide-eyed, and I was definitely like that when I arrived in New York after college. I was an acting major, and I 
got to New York City and I was kind of, every moment felt very charged with like what could be and what could happen. And these rooms that were filled with these sort of, you know, creative giants that were so much farther along than, than I was at that age. And I kind of looked up to them in the same way that Rowan, uh, that June looked up to Rowan and kind of is look, June sort of looking for her big break. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's one of the things that makes her, I think, very lovable and this vulnerable character. So, yeah, so I was playing around with that word and just the idea Rowan, Rowan expresses in the book. She says, you know, we're all walking around with these minds and brains that can sort of like misfire and repress and sort of, she phrases it as, you know, hurdle into insanity at any moment. And I, I've just always been really interested in, in how powerful the mind is. But then also the ways that things can go wrong just feels is something that scares me. And sometimes I tend to write about the things that do scare me. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that is, is such a, a cool thing. And I think as you were talking just now, and again, for those who haven't read the break, one of the things that's great that Katie's does is she allows us to kind of experience this world between June uh, and, and and Rowan. Uh, and I love that, that we're kind of able to see how they're navigating their, their worlds together. And, and I love that, too, because it kind of allows us to see a like even in that I had made a note of the conversation between June and I think it was in Harrison uh, where he where he mm-hmm. even says to her, you know, you're you're breaking this off. I mean, there it, it is so it's so interesting to kind of see how all of it kind of comes comes together. So let's go back a little bit then, Katie. How did how did the idea how did, what was the seed for this book for you? Well, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. So I've been writing now, you know, I've been writing since I was little, but I would say I think professionally for about a dozen years. And this is the first time it happened to me where a book came to me in a dream. I, I, I saw Rowan, you know, facing, she was facing a wall, and I saw this, like, white blonde head, and I, and she was, like, almost clawing at the wallpaper, and she was screaming for somebody to give her back her baby. And I felt, I woke up from the dream, you know, pretty shaken. Actually, it was like one of those dreams where you're like, what was I dreaming about? But I really felt like I knew her. She felt like this sort of well-formed person, not necessarily her story. I didn't entirely know her story, but I knew that I felt like I knew her and understood her well enough that I could figure her out if I started to write her. And she kind of knocked around my head for a few weeks, maybe even a few months. And then I, I, as often happens, if I'm really thinking about someone or something for a long time, I kind of think, okay, this is the right thing to write about now. Wow. And now here we have this book. So, you know, for for you, as I mentioned, you've been able to write for different audiences for sure. And I noticed even when I was prepping for this segment, Katie, one of the things that you talked about recently, you know, was the fun of writing for, especially for young adults, and wanted to even go back to that. Do you think that the great thing about being a storyteller is the freedom you feel to tell the story that you want to tell and then to have readers connect with that story? Yeah, definitely. And And sometimes, you know, you feel different ways, I think, at different parts of where you are writing-wise. Like when I started writing young adults, I very much I felt like a young adult. I was in my 20s, and I hadn't really experienced a, a lot of marriage and motherhood. And so I felt really comfortable writing for young adults. And then when I moved out of the city and I moved to this beautiful town about an hour north, it's very much the countryside. There's a lot of you know classic older homes. I, I would kind of be driving around. I knew no one. And I would see these like stoic perfect homes and I just started to think you know what what happens behind closed doors and I thought okay well it would be fun to set something here and to really write about adults because at that point I felt so immersed in adult life like in you know sort of raising young kids and and being married and making adult friends um, but then now and so now I've written three books in that the, the break is the third novel in that in that adult psychological suspense space and so lately I've been just toying with the idea that it might be fun to then go back 
my first novels were young adult, as you know, and so and I thought maybe it would be fun at some point to kind of go back and try, you know, maybe a suspense novel um, set in, in the YA world. Let me ask you this about June, um, and, and I think what is so interesting, Katie, whether audience have read the young adult or not, I think, I mean, all readers, I think, will, I mean, enjoy the books, and I love the fact that you're able to create characters that I think everyone, you know, again, will, will relate to, again, because of the fact that it's, it deals with the very things that we are. When you were talking about kind of where the, the genesis of the break came from, what was it like for you to kind of see June's story? Did you, I mean, was June's story the most, the most interesting for you to kind of flush out? Oh, that, that, that's a good question. So I would say June came to me a little bit later. I felt like I was writing Rowan and getting to know Rowan, and I, I, you know, I felt like I really wanted the book to be set in New York City. I was sort of missing the city, too. It was the pandemic, and I was mm. kind of was like, oh, gosh, I really am missing New York City. So it felt like an escape to write about New York. And I would say that June came a little later as an idea because I felt like she really lit up the scene when she – when she comes in and she's helping Rowan, I sort of wrote some of those earlier scenes, some of which don't even make it, didn't even make it to the finished book. But I felt like June was this almost a good character to show because they reflect each other so much. It's like Rowan in some creative success. She's on this now. She's ready to, you know, she has this new baby. She's had a ton of success with her novels. And then you have June come in, starting it all, really looking up to Rowan and looking up to Gabe, you know, for, for June, Gabe, Rowan's screenwriting husband, and Rowan herself, and Harrison, the talent agents, are all very, they're kind of glittering and and sort of almost superhuman for for June. And I remember feeling that way when I would be in a room with all these creative people, just feeling like, how have they done all this work, and how did they make this happen? Um, And so I felt like she might be a nice nice character to kind of showcase along with them. And then certainly her own storyline, you know, takes over, and she's an equal player in the novel, just like Rowan. And I would say that they were both, in this book, it's the first time I really felt like I was writing characters really similar to where I was at both of their respective ages, um, you know, 22 and 34. I felt like they're a lot like me. In other novels, people sometimes will say, oh, is that character like you? Or did you base it on yourself? Or do you feel that way? But I, I didn't feel as many as many similarities in my other novels as I did writing this one. Like this one, I really connected with Rowan as a mystery writer and a new mom, and then June, you know, this wide-eyed actress coming to the city. Well, wow. I, I love that, and I had made a note of a, of a line from June, and it's funny you said that, um, Katie, uh, where she's talking to Harrison, and she says, uh, talking about the city, it's got a grip like a vice on my heart, uh, and and I think you know that that is the the thing that kind of comes to is this this hope for wanting something good. I mean, we have Rowan wanting to be a good mother, you know, you have mm-hmm. June wanting to be good at what she does, and how their lives intersect each other and the things that happen I think is so much fun. Uh, for yourself, do you kind of, I know you mentioned it all began with a dream. Was the ending a surprise for you? Oh, absolutely. So every time I write, I, I don't outline. Um, okay. I just sit down and write each day, and I, I pretty much have no idea. I mean, I have a sense of where they should go. Like sometimes even location, I'll have a better sense of that when I start. Like I'll feel like, okay, we've had something to place you know, in Rowan's apartment, let's get let's get the characters out of there and doing something different. I might have a sense of that, but I often will sort of try to relax while writing that I can let the characters do their thing and, and let them know where they're going to take me. Um, and, I mean, I definitely had – I thought someone else had committed the crime the entire time I was writing this book. And then about three-quarters of the way through, I just felt like it wasn't him. And I, I thought 
two characters were going to become romantic in this book, and I just kept putting them into the scene, and they wouldn't. And so I kind of had to trust that and just realize that I needed to figure out a different motivation for what they eventually, you know, do or don't do in the novel. And so I guess without giving anything away, I'm, I'm always really surprised. I was very surprised at who did it in this novel. Um, and I find that if I can, you know, and Rowan says this in, in the novel when she talks about, you know, her own process as a mystery writer. She, her, actually, Gabe says about her that one of the reasons that everyone's so surprised by her killers is that Rowan herself is very surprised and doesn't always know who's going to do it. So I sort of, I do that when I write. I really try to let the characters do their thing as much as I can. It's almost like watching a TV show. Yeah. Um, and I think some of that probably comes from someone recently asked me, like, well, do you think that comes from maybe like having like an acting or an improv background? And you don't always know what's going to happen, but you know, you have to kind of follow the other person in a scene. And I think it does. Like, it's funny, I was doing an interview and somebody really nailed that home for me. I was like, maybe that is what it's from. The idea that you're sort of open to the other scene player doing something and you have to just sort of go along with it. Wow. Well, it definitely uh, it, it, the way it unfolds is really is really amazing. I think, and and that's what makes books like this so enjoyable and such a great escape from the craziness. It's good. It's good to enjoy someone else's craziness, Katie, and to get away from our own right. for, for for a little while for sure. And you've definitely right. allowed us to do that again. Everyone, best-selling author Katie Slice has been our guest. The Break is the new book available through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Katie, it was great catching up with you. How can our audience stay connected with you? Well, I'm on Instagram, and I'm, I'm actually recently joined TikTok, I'm, and I'm just under my own name, just Katie Sice, and I'm there. I'm on a website. You can always email me. I love hearing from readers, so I'm, I'm at Katie Sice at Gmail. I'm always open. To, I love, love, love hearing from readers. All right. Well, Katie, congratulations to you again. Thank you so much again for the time, and looking forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much, Cyrus. Have a great day. You as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and it's going to make today amazing. Take care. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.